From COK Studios in Marco Werman's Woodshed, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the easy re-election of Russian President Vladimir Putin. We'll also consider some of your questions in a special Ask Alex edition of our Consider Your Health series. And we'll consider that I'm your boogeyman. Boogeyman, turn me on. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Andrew McCabe Foundation, helping people who are fired 48 hours before they're set to retire get at least some of their government pension. Visit IHaveMemos.org for more information. And Petflix, the streaming entertainment provider specifically for cats and dogs from Netflix. Sign up today to see new episodes of Santa Purina Diet, Cat with a C, and Arrested Dogvelopment. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Russian President Vladimir Putin won a landslide election victory on Sunday on the fourth anniversary of Russia's annexation of Crimea, extending his presidency by another six years. Putin easily breezed past a field of minor candidates left by the disqualification of his only credible rival. If Putin serves to the end of his new fourth term, which expires in 2024, he would become the longest-serving leader of Russia since Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin, which is not a coincidence. Putin's re-election was not a surprise given that he has influence over state television and his ruling party has strong-armed any possible opponents into submission. Joining us via Skype is Russian election expert Gregor Ivanovich, who can shed light on the political realities in Russia and Putin's iron grip on the country. Glad to have you with us, Gregor. Thank you. Why did Putin win so handily? Putin has a strong grip on Russia. He has intimidated many of his opponents. For example, anti-corruption campaigner Alexei Navalny, an outspoken critic of Putin who was considered his strongest potential rival, was barred from Sunday's vote following his conviction on fraud charges that are widely viewed as politically motivated. Oh, I see. That is troublesome. It is also because Putin is the best and everyone loves him the most. (laughs) Six more years. Hmm. Could there have been other measures used by Putin to guarantee such a large victory? Well, the Kremlin organized a large get-out-the-vote campaign to ensure that Putin was elected by a large margin. Uh, Actually, I was wrong. (laughs) Everyone wanted to vote for Putin because he is so strong and amazing. There was no need to get out the vote for such a brilliant leader. People are begging to have him continue as president. Uh, But I heard it reported that there might have been some issues with ballot stuffing. Yes, monitors organized by Navalny and others complained of ballot stuffing and other methods of increasing turnout in Sunday's votes. But an official from Russia's elections committee said no serious violations had taken place. I'm not sure how credible that information is, though, since it's coming from Putin's people. Ouch! (laughs) Yes, it's very credible. Are you all right, Gregor? Yes, I'm fine. Nothing to worry about. No, I won't say it. You keep that nerve agent away from me. Gregor? Gregor, are you all right? Gregor is fine. Just having some technical difficulties, American lady. Thank you for your support of Soviet Union. Don't you mean Russia? Duh. That was Russian election expert Gregor Ivanovich from Moscow. Help! 
You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to our Consider Your Health series with Alex Truman. There have been a lot of health-related stories in the news lately, and we want to take some of your questions on them. Welcome back, Alex. Greetings, Cotter. Are you ready for this Ask Alex edition of Consider Your Health? Oh, just try and stop me. Okay, our first question comes from Bryce in Connecticut. Bryce, you're on the air. What's your question? Hi, Connor and Alex. My question is about childhood obesity. I read somewhere the other day that a new study shows the highest spike in obesity among children 2 to 5 since 1999. I thought we were getting better in that area as a nation, but it sounds like we aren't. Oh, I saw that study too, Bryce, and it's very depressing news. Home environments and parenting practices are key for keeping children healthy. It's not enough to just tell a child what to eat. Parents need to model it for their kids. Yeah, I try to do that, but it's so hard. We have two very obese six-year-olds, and we're trying to make sure they eat better. Well, uh, what kind of meal plan do you have the mod? Well, they only want to eat candy and sweets, and we don't want to tell them no because we don't believe in it. So they've just plumped right up. Their little fingers won't even fit in their mittens. Oh, that's not a good way to help your kids stay healthy, Bryce. Try getting them onto healthier options and off the sweets if you can. Oh, I don't know. They don't do well with disappointment. Daddy, cake, now. Uh-oh, they need that cake. You're feeding them cake? It's nine in the morning. So? That's probably a huge part of the problem. Try some oatmeal or a healthy yogurt parfait with fresh fruit instead. So they shouldn't have cake for breakfast? No. Hmm, we'll have to give it a try. The twins do have some breathing problems when they go down the slide at the park. Cake! Ugh, I need to go. I'll see about getting them off the cake for breakfast. Maybe we'll try donuts. It sounds like Bryce has more problems than just obese children. Yeah, our show isn't long enough to deal with all that. Our next question is an email from Bethany. She wants to know why she was charged $1,496 for Curidin, a topical medication that treats toenail fungus. Ugh, that is ridiculous. I am so sorry for you, Bethany. That is way too much to pay for a drug that was probably one of many options available to you. As someone who has had her share of toenail fungi over the years, I can tell you there are lots of options and they don't cost $1,400. Now, was her doctor just ignorant of the cost of that drug? Possibly. Oftentimes, physicians are not aware of the patient's insurance coverage when they prescribe medication. I think that after a diagnosis based on nail clipping or scraping, Bethany should have been offered all the options available to her. For example, the oral treatments usually last three months, while the topical medicines must be used for a year. I prefer a little bit of both, since the toe fungus I have is so intense. Whew, it looks like a crop of mushrooms down there. Oh, so that's why you never wear sandals. Uh, Alas, that is one of the many reasons. You don't want to hear about my toe dysplasia or chronic athlete's foot. No, I don't. Finally, we have a call from Stormy in New York. Hello, Stormy. I think this guy gave me crabs, but legally I can't ask him if he gave them to me. Oh, that's unfortunate. Crabs are not fun. You really should confirm with all your sexual partners to make sure that you don't spread them around. You really can't ask him to confirm if he gave them to you? No. Why not? 
I took a cash settlement to stay quiet about it. He's kind of a powerful man, like really powerful. Ah, I understand what you're saying. I think that you've said enough and that we all know who you got your pubic lice from. So what can I do to get rid of them? Well, burn all your clothes and sheets that came into contact with whomever gave them to you. I did that long before I found out I had the crabs. Good for you. I think we all would have done the same. Good luck, Stormy. That was certainly an eye-opening call. But not really surprising when you think about it. No, not at all. Thanks for coming by, Alex. My pleasure. That was Consider Your Health with Alex Truman. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins, because we need to celebrate all the wins we can. Kudos to Lindsay Young of Salt Lake City for finally getting that pesky popcorn kernel out from between your teeth. Popcorn is indeed a delicious snack, but the dangers of floss-resistant kernels are all too real. We applaud your success on this Big Little Win, Lindsay. Our other Big Little Win comes from anyone who picked UMBC to be the first 16 seed ever to knock off a number one seed in their March Madness bracket. That's a huge upset, and our hat is off to you. Did you pick UMBC, Connor? Sure didn't. Oh, how's your bracket looking? Really crappy. Are you upset about it? Sure am. If you or someone you know has a Big Little Win worth sharing, let us know on Facebook or Twitter. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit our website, considerourknowledge.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us for breaking news on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow. You can download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher.com. Do us a favor and leave us a review. Make it a good one, please. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Jeremiah Knight, Hobart Willis, Marianne Wetzel, Natalie Thorpe, and Spencer Cannon. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. Well, they only want to eat candy and sweets, and we don't want to let them... Well, they... Sorry. It's so good. This is one of your best characters. Thank you. (laughs) I thought so as well.